1: Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to Ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. My football has got me drinking. My football team's got me drinking. Give me beer, whiskey, wine or chip, anything to shake King's got me drinking.
2: Back at it again with another episode of the Shades of Blue Soccer Show. Season 6 is here. Happy New Year, gentlemen. My name is Cody Bradley. We have Thad Bell, Robert Russert, David Greenwald, and we are joined by Daniel Sperry of the Kansas City Star to kick off the Season 6 of the Shades of Blue Soccer Show. Gentlemen, how was New Year's? I was
3: in bed by eleven thirty, so yeah.
2: Amazingly, yeah, we were talking about who all <laughs> made it to midnight here, and amazingly, it sounded like almost everybody did. So we're not yeah. all too old. No. Um. Okay. There was some uh, some slight news, some rumors.
3: <laughs> That's a little news.
2: <laughs> Is it news though? I guess I I held back on saying news there because it really it's, it's news about potential news. Which is nothing It's news more that than never new. happened. But. So before we get, Anyways, in, get there, sorry. into all of the hot takes about the potential signing of Cristiano Ronaldo, we want to do it right. We want to talk about it in a proper way and not just David yelling about things. Wow. <laughs> uh, okay, so the tweet from Fabrizio Romano had a good timeline, I think. It laid it all out that to where it made sense for me. There was a lot of vague things that were saying, "Oh, there were multiple meetings and stuff like that." He had uh, laid out when these meetings were. So, David, can you give us um, at least like what we know from this from from this Ronaldo story or non-story?
0: Sure. And Sam McDowell from the Star put out a really great article on. Mm-hmm. I guess it was updated today, but that really delved into the details of it. And essentially, um, back in October, Ronaldo was having a falling out with Man United and Eric Ten Hag. Things were really tense over there. And at that point in time, the ownership group for Sporting, along with um, Peter Vermees, kind of floated out the idea of maybe going after Ronaldo. And uh, the article goes into a lot of the details, but they called it the triple bank shot, which is a nice homage to uh, Mr. Patterson, and uh, Cliff Illig and some of the things they used to do back in business. But uh, Vermees essentially was able to secure a meeting with Ronaldo's representatives. And that meeting went well, and it led to multiple other meetings and constant messages on WhatsApp, um, and Zoom calls and everything back and forth. And essentially, they got really close, really, really close up until the point that Ronaldo signed his deal with al Nassr, I think that's how it's pronounced anyway, in the Saudi League for a, a rumored $75 million a year. So, one meeting before
2: the Pierce Morgan interview, yes, and another meeting
4: after that. Well, basically, they said they had talked to everybody they need to talk to to make the deal happen at least twice, right?
1: That's except was in the article, yeah,
4: except for one person, except for
5: Ronaldo himself.
4: Correct. Hmm. So,
2: you know, the part where you said they made a decision to put together a bid to go after Ronaldo. There's also the discovery rights came into play here, right?
0: Yeah. So the discovery Mm -hmm. rights, this beautiful, archaic, crazy MLS-specific rule. Beautiful, archaic is exactly (laughs) it. It it. makes absolutely no sense. But essentially, MLS teams can claim dibs on foreign players uh, and and put them on their discovery list. Uh, So if another team were to have wanted to sign Ronaldo, they would have had to have traded us some GAM or TAM. To for the rights to negotiate and sign him,
2: we were the ones that were the first to think of this and go for Cristiano Ronaldo. How can that be possible?
0: I have no, I have no answer to that.
2: See, that's that's where I what I kept coming down to. It's people ask me all these questions about MLS, and and it's like, no, you can be an expert on this league and not have any idea how to navigate all these garber bucks and all this like nonsense like that. That help us with the discovery rights. How did? And let, so this would have been a couple months ago. No one in the MLS had thought, you know what? I'm going to claim Ronaldo's discovery rights until a couple months ago.
5: You don't know. They could have had him because they feel that out every year. There's five, I think it's five players can go in the discovery rights. At least that's what it used to be. So you can pick these players and it could have been all kinds of different teams had him over the years and they just let it drop and sporting added in. I don't really know, but that actually will be a question I ask when I get a chance to just out of curiosity, have you had them for a long time and we wouldn't, then none of that is ever public. Not unless they tell you it's not listed anywhere. No. And,
0: and for what it's worth, Ronaldo is always less than let's say messy, less likely to come to MLS because he's been really vocal about how important his records are. So, you know, he's the all time leading goal scorer in the UEFA champions league. Um, And so those individual accolades are really important to him in a way that they aren't important to, maybe some other players
5: don't seem to be as important to Messi at least don't seem
0: to be and so Messi to Miami seemed like it was more of a possibility at any given time than Ronaldo to MLS and that's
2: the part of this that I have been trying to figure out since these rumors have been coming out is how actually how interested or how close was Ronaldo in his head to moving to Kansas City that's like what I'm trying to surmise here. So that's why the timeline is important to me of yeah, the, the, the first meeting was in the lead up to this Pierce Morgan interview in a time where he was frantically flailing for an out or looking for anything in a, in a time where he would have been happy to hear any offer. Um, and then so, you know, okay, they did. It sounds like they did enough in this first meeting that they didn't appear to be a joke, that they got a second meeting. And if you're a a representative of Sporting Kansas City, when you talk about that second meeting, it's probably going to sound better than what was actually going on in the minds of the representatives that they were talking to. And... I. I, I'm, I'm not I'm on the side i trying to understand here. what you're saying, sorry. So uh, I'm just saying, obviously, from this perspective of them saying, oh, they loved it, like the meeting went great, they're really happy about mm-hmm. it, they seem to really like us, they liked this point and that point. Uh, uh, of course, that's what it's going to sound like from this side. And, again, I'm just trying to surmise, like, genuinely, how close Ronaldo came to to thinking in his head he was coming to Kansas City. Well, and t- I'm having trouble, like, I don't know, all The the story comes out, They were very close. The Sporting Kansas City was, quote-unquote, very close to signing Cristiano Ronaldo. That's a sentence that you can put out and say because it sounds like they're one of the few teams. But, like, I I just... I think what comes into play here is Ronaldo has always considered coming to MLS. He maybe always thought he was going to come to MLS. And then when it happened, it was Kansas City with this bid and not Los Angeles. And so, yeah, there was uh, An MLS team was in the running... It happened to be Kansas city. And I think he was always going to go somewhere where he could make the absurd amount of money that he is in at Al Nassar.
4: Yeah. The quote from Sam's article, it says sporting had been informed that if he had settled with a move to MLS, they would have been the choice. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, but so what's important is that it wasn't just his salary, right? The sporting wasn't offering $75 million a year in salary although they certainly could if they really wanted to, you know, it only hits the budget at a DP spot and the owners have billions of dollars they could afford it if they really wanted to. But it was that they offered him like a commercial package and Sam's article kind of talks about what that looks like a percentage of sales. And you know, that the team would have made an ungodly amount of money on Jersey sales. Um, and And it's interesting, you know, especially in the wake of the world cup, looking at how tribal the Messi versus Ronaldo thing is, but there are people who, follow Ronaldo alone. They don't care about the club. They will follow Madrid or United or Juve. They just care about Ronaldo. Similarly, people care just about Messi. So sporting would have made a massive chunk of money on commercial sales of tickets and jerseys and whatever just by signing him. Al Nassar's uh, Instagram account went from like 800,000 followers to like 6.1 million in a couple of days after he announced them,
5: yeah, because like Ronaldo's against one of his accounts is uh, like several million, and the other ones like several million more. So he's got a ton of followers, and just think a small percentage of them, you know, ten percent buying a jersey. Although probably a bunch of those would be knockoffs.
0: <laughs> but but a, a appropriate parallel though is look at Patrick Mahomes, right? And he was involved in this. They used him as the template to try and sell Ronaldo on like even though this isn't a major city like New York City or L.A. or Chicago, you can be extremely commercially successful. And so if the overall package that Sporting offered was in the realm of that $75 million a year that the Saudi uh, club can offer, then maybe it is lucrative. Do you want to live in the United States? Do you want to live in Saudi Arabia? What's that look like for you? And, you know, at the money he's making, functionally probably doesn't matter at all. Um, but there's definitely quality of life and cultural differences that would have made this really attractive to him. And ultimately we probably lost out and you know, Sperry or Thad or somebody can ask at the press conference, but ultimately we probably lost out because we didn't drop enough of a bag. But I bet we'd all be surprised sitting here at how much it probably actually was worth. Well, you mentioned the cultural aspect of it.
2: Ronaldo has had issues in his past and is just, He's a dick that I've never been a fan of, and <laughs> I think... I've never he, felt closer he's to you, going, Cody. <laughs> he's going like to, to a part up. of a world where he can get away with some of the things that he's been accused of in the past. And, and there the, won't
5: be a warrant out for his arrest. Yeah,
2: you acted like it was a bad thing about the culture over there, like uh, or maybe like a, a, a negative of the... You couldn't come to the American culture and all of that, but no, I think I think it, it suits suits him quite well. And yeah, as, as Thad said... Uh, I, in all of the talking about this, I legitimately have not heard anyone mention that if he steps back on American soil, then he could be served with a civil suit. Still, from from he cannot.
3: Yeah,
5: he that, cannot that because closed. the
3: court, the judge, basically dismissed the case. That uh, the secondary case, there an initial case, I believe, where she sued, or and he he eventually settled and signed an NDA. Right. Right. Then she went back for more money. And there were things that were made public um, by the lawyer for yes. this woman it, that the judge said, what you did in making this public was illegal. I'm throwing this court case out and it can never be retried. So basically he would have – if he set foot in the United States, there would have been no more strings attached to that, uh, that, that, that woman and the case, case. and the original – that case and all of that. Okay. So well, whether well, or not Las Vegas police wanted to do more or pull something oh, yeah. out of it, that's another, that's the, the question mark, but the, the, the outstanding warrants or anything like that were of anything were, were gone. The,
5: the police had said that they had investigated and it had been too long and they had and not for um, statute of limitations, but for any evidence to have been something that they could have taken to court. Um, mm-hmm. The other aspect of this isn't that, that he would maybe get a arrest warrant when he stepped into the country, but the protests might be. Fans would be like, there's there going to be definitely a vocal set of fans that are like, we don't want him. There's already a that.
3: vocal set of fans that were mad at the fact that Sport Casey tried to court him, period. Right,
5: but, and right. that's not going to probably take place in uh, the Middle East, so they're not nope. going to care. Okay, that's my bad. I, think,
2: I read the internet wrong. I uh, There was a Sports Illustrated article. It was from 2019, but the last thing – it was saying was that he still could be yes. uh, served a civil right. lawsuit. That the the but, other so stuff happened after that.
5: Recently, like, okay. Like twenty 2020, twenty. 2021. As, like
3: this snow, like this summer is yeah, when it that's a fine. was I read the yeah, I know, fully read dismissed. Right. Um, I don't know. I think it, from my perspective, my opinion here, um, I'm not. I'm not entirely I'm not surprised Ronaldo opted for Saudi Arabia, not because we're Kansas, not because it's Kansas City, not because of the bag or anything like that. But I think, as David alluded to, um, he oh he wants like I, there. There's part of Ronaldo I think that wants a privatized, like leave me alone, because he has been so public. And I, I mean, let's be completely honest from the start of this season to... Uh, you know the point of him signing with Al Nassar or Nasser, however you say it. Uh, his public image uh, has been severely damaged. Not only did he get benched at the World Cup, he got cut by Manchester United before the World Cup because and- of his interview with Piers Morgan, and they basically said, "We either mutual, we it's-, it's either you leave by a mutual agreement to walk away from this contract, or we sue you for libel against the club and all that stuff." Um, from that interview with Pierce Morgan. He chose to walk away. He gets benched at the World Cup. Messi wins the World Cup and is balling out in PSG. Coming to America with our media culture, and I think, yes, we can make him a star, but I think he's at a point where he doesn't want he, – he needs to like – he wants to walk away. And I think in Saudi Arabia, he's never going to have to do an interview he doesn't want to. He's never going to have to do – um anything he doesn't want to do right and Um, he will live like royalty he will live like a king and he will be privatized and hidden away and he will go to his training and they like he he gets to go do that there and in a way he kind of disappears like off the face of the sports map for a Mm -hmm. while and gets to go be quiet and basically go away. Because if he comes to America, it's still going to be loud. It's going to be all over Europe. Think of the Zlatan highlights that went viral and stuff like that. Every time Ronaldo did something, it was going to be viral here. And what he's going to do in Saudi Arabia isn't going to be viral anymore. And I think, in a way,
5: kind of where disagree. he was
3: at, that's the best move. that that That's the best move for Ronaldo to do that. And I think that kind of sucks for sporting in the way that his World Cup and the, his career had kind of gone downhill so quickly. It kind of sucks because I think maybe if things were a little bit different um, in his on the field world, uh, maybe he would have had a little bit more willingness to come to the states. But I, I'd have been, I would have ever, I would always have been shocked if Ronaldo ever played in MLS. I'm impressed Sporting KC got to a point where. Ronaldo's team was requesting meetings, second and third meetings with them, as reported by McDowell in the, in the star. Um, and that's, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's a big deal, uh, for, for Kansas city. Um, of course there's obviously some, maybe some things that help by having your name tied out there, um, that will maybe see the trickle down effects in the coming weeks and months and years. But I, I, yeah. It, I'm not surprised it went this way. And I think for me, it's just unsurprising that um, Ronaldo chose life in Saudi Arabia versus life in America.
2: So, well, you were listing off all of the reasons why he went there and you forgot the the final one, which is after all of those reasons, there's also plus literally anything you could ever want or ask for under the table. And no one will ever know about it. Isn't is, an, <laughs> is yep. another aspect of uh, going to that team with that ownership group. <laughs> yep, uh, And then, so yeah, uh, Sperry, as you were just listing all those off, um, it that's what I it. This is just it is huge news, and I'm not even sure why for so many different reasons. Like I don't even know which aspect I want to talk about more. There's the the gross aspect of I don't want my team pursuing someone like this. There's why would he have even possibly been a fit? Could could Vermees handle him on the field or could he stay on a peter vermice field there's how would it fit in the you know how would he work with the other teammates what does it mean for the organization what does it mean for the league just the business aspect of, like there's just so many i don't even know which i'm more excited to talk about
3: with the lucky land slots you
2: can get lucky just about anywhere
4: Would have been big thumbs up, Ronaldo coming here. Any of us? I see I see I'm counting zero thumbs. No. In in the
2: zoom and in in this room. It's a good question for the audio medium.
5: No. Uh, I, I would have hated it for almost I, as many reasons as Sperry listed earlier. Right, because <laughs> the media I, scrum would have been horrendous. But I would have. The only thing I would have loved is watching 30 people standing around his empty chair in the locker room after a game, waiting for him to come out of treatment. That would like.
3: So why I, I texted one of Sporting KC staffers and I said, "Can you imagine trying to tell Ronaldo that?" The media comes into the locker room after every single game. Oh my like, god! Yeah. How, how would that conversation have ever well, gone? He would have had a private locker we, room. It would have been different. no. He, that, it would, would, would change be ever the rules to go in back MLS. the locker room. Ex- for exactly. I
2: don't know, man. That's it, Sperry. It would change the rules in MLS. They would just stop that it would. entirely. He
0: would be no, able to for make, make one zones.
5: game the entire year.
0: Well, and also didn't didn't uh, Ronaldo notoriously like didn't he remove a Coca-Cola bottle during a press conference because they were like a corporate sponsor and he what's said like that, he moved the Coke bottle and he said like drink water. And in a league that's, like, so driven commercially by, like, body I mean, armor. That, or like, him? yeah him? Body armor's it healthy. Was, You're good. Was, I had one earlier it was, today. It, uh, it's fine. Drink it. But, but <laughs> I, you know, the league's sponsored by all these different things. And, you know, I can see them, like, propping up, like, a Continental Tire behind him and, like, him rolling it out of the way. But Continental Tires are trash by Michelin. And just watching him just create chaos in those.
2: That'd be the runs. fun of it, though, wouldn't it? So I think the aspect that we are most interested in is what's, this means for our organization going forward. Exactly. So we're going to talk about that, but I do want to just have fun and think about the potential of what it would mean tactically and how he could possibly theoretically fit
5: into this system. (laughs) You know, everybody's really confused about what role he was going to play. He was going to be the new center back. (laughs) (laughs) So, so on offense, he would
0: be, I mean, he'd still be our best player. The guy can, Can still big goals. He's got a cannon. I don't know,
3: dude. He couldn't hit the broadside of a Uh, barn during the run in with Manu, so
0: (laughs) well, I mean, I think there's a difference between the EPL and MLS. I think the the goal is the same size. Sure, sure, sure. (laughs) The difference in quality of the defending and the tactics. Uh but we'd finally score off set pieces. We'd finally score off a set pieces again.
4: That's true. Good point.
3: Uh, but he or or would we just is the service going to
4: get to him?
2: Would he, we cannibalize? We're his talking about dead balls here. Just because we can't do corner kicks, <laughs> we would, it would just eat
0: it up. I think the, the worst There's part as it.
3: much issues with corner kicks as there like of people being able to head them in as there is the actual surface that so are coming in. Ronaldo out would be feeding least, the so.
5: corner kicks in to Felipe Hernandez. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right.
0: I think where's Kevin Ellis you need him? I think where it would really break down though is that he doesn't track back. He doesn't play defense. Yeah. And there was no scenario in the world in which he was going to do that.
2: So would Peter Vermees have been the coach of this team? Can I, I want to ask that question. Is, is, yeah. Does it even line up? Would Peter Vermees just bite his tongue and, and fall back on this if you don't run, you're not on my field? Because there's no way Ronaldo would be running up and down the field the way Peter Vermees wants as a
4: 38-year-old. Well, here's the thing, though. He's on the discovery list because they think he would fit. He's not on there just because he's Ronaldo. It's got to be like well, like he's quoted in the story. of Ramiz says it's got to
0: fit on every level. So well, I, they thought
4: he would fit tactically somehow, some way. I actually
0: disagree that sure well, that you put somebody that. on the discovery list just because they fit tactically. Because no, right? Like, I didn't say like, just because well, of that. Right, but I'm saying like yeah. we, I, it's it's, an, it's smart for the club to put people on discovery list who. You think might come to the league, even if they don't fit your team. Yeah. Because, like, let's say you want Messi, you claim Messi, knowing that he's never going so to come to the you're talking about so you can get something for it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you force a trade, yeah. and even if it's a hundred thousand dollars,
4: it's a sure. hundred
5: thousand
0: dollars. Sure. Um, for like this made up roster rule.
4: I'm just going off of what the story says and what Vermees implies.
5: You know, not every quote is uh, is given out with uh, complete veracity and integrity. I'll be
2: the I'll be the guy to bring up this this subject here. We've heard before in the past that Sporting KC, quote unquote, went after Michael Bradley, and there was the Dos Santos rumors and things. This this feels like vaguely along the lines there. And Robert, when you said that about you know they don't put him on the discovery list unless they think he's a good fit. And yeah, David, you made a good point. There are reasons for it. But then there's also like hey, you know. It's probably not gonna work, but like, let's go for it, and we'll look good for the league and the team. I don't, I'm just wondering, Sperry, do you think if that was there any level of that? I know, I know they were obviously knew it was a long shot to some extent, but
5: triple drink
3: shot. I, I think I, I don't know. I, Renault There are a handful of players that if you get them on your team, you just get them in there, man, and. Yeah. If you are the club looking at it the way they obviously were with Ronaldo and it being kind of a a, an idea thrown out there, not necessarily just by Vermees but by other people at the club um, and owners as well, um, you know, obviously you are think doing so in a way that thinks about the commercialization and the growth uh, in the public eye that your club would have by being linked to having that player on your roster. And so I think for me, understands that like at some point to get a player like that here, you're going to have to maybe give a little on certain principles. And I, I like Willie Agata a lot. He's not, as good of a presser as Kyrie Shelton, but he scores hang goals, up, he bangs up. them in. Hang you up, know hang. what Kyrie Shelton <laughs> doesn't do is bang goals in. And it's like, I, at some point, like maybe it's okay if you lose a little bit on that pressing end. Um, if you have a guy who is going to convert, you know, 50% or more of his chances. So when you, I think if you're a team and goals win games, Bottom line, it doesn't matter how many you you keep out of the net. You got to score goals to win games. And if you have someone on there who's going to come in here and score at an unbelievable clip, if you can somehow you know defend enough to not concede more than one or two, you know Ronaldo playing striker isn't the difference between you know conceding one goal versus conceding three or four every single game. That's going to boil down to a lot of other things. And so, I think that's the one position you can really sacrifice that defensive work rate for the club it helps i think if he went out there and moseyed around a little bit for certain pressing triggers it would do enough to help the, the eventual landslide of other things that happened behind him and probably could have been okay would it it, it would have been a fun spectacle. And I put that out on Twitter, too, of, like, I just can't imagine, like, Ronaldo, like, missing a pressing trigger. And then, like, whoever's at left back is just going to get berated by Vermees because <laughs> he's the one who's right in right. front of him at that moment.
1: Yeah, And, like, right. Ben
3: Sweat's going to have – that's Ben Sweat's going to be deaf in his left ear, like, a bit by playing in front of him. So, I it would have been interesting to see how it all would have worked out. I don't think they would have changed the formation. I think Ronaldo probably would have played at striker. Um, that's just the best – you keep Daniel Shaw. Schall- no one else can really do what Daniel Shawley does. Um, Russell can't. Uh, Russell is Johnny Russell, and you have Ronaldo at striker there. I, that just seems to be how that was going to make sense, um, if that if that's how it worked out. But I because I just don't see Ronaldo playing on the wing. Um. So yeah, I. And I, Alan I Pulido
4: I, never would have been heard from
2: ever again. <laughs>
4: but you know, I mean, you know, probably have to stated use the buyout. On- one of their stated objectives was they weren't depth across the front line, and Ronaldo certainly would have added to that depth across the front line. So,
3: <laughs> four, 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 two. That's what we're going for. 80th minute, Maybe sub,
5: so Ronaldo comes in to replace Kyrie Shelton. <laughs>
2: okay. What, so, in,
3: a, in a U.S. Open Cup match? And Des never Moines, an Iowa? Awesome cup,
4: open Cup match.
2: <laughs> Can you
3: imagine, like, Ronaldo being asked, to, like, hey, man, you just, we got to go to Des Moines to go play, play this? Open Cup game. Like, they wouldn't. I can imagine it. And it's on turf. Come play on turf. Come play on a high school turf. <laughs> they wouldn't turf. do it. Come on.
5: <laughs> <Field>. <laughs> I don't know, though. That's how he uh, he does uh, rack up his goal total sometimes against small teams. I, a couple years ago, he scored uh, against Lithuania seven goals between two matches. Yeah, he's so a punk. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he, he'll stay in those matches when they're clearly already over just so he can keep scoring goals, which, which going back to one of the reasons he went to... The Middle East, I think, is he's going to just score a ton of goals over there and keep racking up his total, where he may not have scored as many here. And
0: I think part of that too is to try and make himself look appealing to go back to Europe, probably sooner rather than later. Like he he yeah. really was hoping that a team in the Champions League would yeah sign him up. Which and so if you go score six hundred goals in the Saudi League in a year, because they you know it's the Saudi League yeah maybe uh you know a team in Italy wants you or something.
5: Yeah, I mean they might pick him up late to. You know, for the added depth for Champions League, and he does get to come off the bench and score some goals there.
0: I, so here's my real question. If he, if he had come right from a, from a team culture state perspective, how much money would he have paid Johnny Russell to get the number seven? I was afraid you were going to go there. Seven million. <laughs> that, I, if you're Johnny, don't you hold out for
5: more? <laughs> There's a point where Ronaldo says, I'm not playing if you don't give me my jersey. So,
2: CR-37 is what him CR-77. Yeah, there you go.
5: <laughs> but yeah, Chaloui is probably the most harmed by this because I know he's a big fan of Ronaldo.
2: He would have loved it. I Whatever, he's a punk. We dodged a bullet. I'm happy that this didn't happen. I'm happy that everything over the last month has happened, that Messi just ended all debate in this regard and just the contrast between the two of them right now just oh, I eat up every second of it. So I'm happy we didn't get them get him but it is cool for the club and and the league I guess. So what does it mean for
4: sporting Kansas City going forward? Yeah, I mean Vermees said you know like this we want to raise the profile of the team that's that's our objective and this is one of the ways to do that. Okay, so what are the other ways? Besides signing high-profile players, which there's a rumor of winning. another one being interested, <laughs> winning yes, winning right. the CCL. What might some other ways be?
3: I mean, the Seattle Sounders won the CCL, but I I don't know about the other ways. Like the, simply, if they at this point, the only way for sporting to raise their profile is to get players that are going to bring um, not just uh, at a large amount of national attention um but global attention and you need players who are dynamic game changers exciting gonna be on a highlight reel every single week and that is where the system we have people who can't do that right like shallow can score some bangers johnny russell has his Messi-esque goal like once or twice a year where he just dribbles through everybody and rips a shot off but like do you have somebody that is going to demand public eye, demand double-digit national team or national uh, TV games a year? Like, do you have someone that is going to do that, and that's the next step? Who is this player <laughs> that has rumored to have reached out and and with intrigue to play here? Um, that's a that's a big question that I have. Um, and I don't like.
2: And this you know, is where are in they at spots? in their career
3: and. And so I, I just don't know. You know, I don't. Miguel Almirón didn't necessarily raise the international profile of Atlanta United, but he was darn good, and they made a bunch of money moving on from him. And then they went and got Thiago Amada and you know, burned their entire club to the ground, and are still uh, attempting to rebuild it. But like, what do you, what do you do if you're sporting to like? To raise the profile, and it's just continue to go after names that are going to draw interest because our the, the club's done everything that they can so far um, to raise its profile uh, within the country, but there's certain players are going to be what's going to have to yeah. help take that next step. They should bring and
2: in, they should bring in Chad Johnson to do a trial with the team. To oh, see if he can make the team. Chad go. Johnson oh, was a disaster.
3: There's, there's <laughs> a, his name
0: is Chad Cinco? Like legally. <laughs> Chato,
3: same thing. But, legally it's Chad Ochocinco. And that was the disaster um, of his world cup show. Um, part, part of Golly, the problem. Did you guys, part did of the pro- you see any? No. Of that. I,
2: yeah. did. Good
5: for only, I did. Only once though.
2: Yeah. Yeah
3: the only time I ever saw it was because of the low lights of it that were made public because everybody was laughing at how terrible it was. But
5: well, I watched it to see if they would pay any uh, uh, attention to Grant Wall's death. And while I watched yeah. it, they did. Oh. So it was just horrendously just poor terrible. taste.
0: Yep. So I think, you know, this, oh, that's Fox, this Ronaldo pursuit is it kind of cuts both ways. There's pros and cons, you know, it, it, it does raise the profile of the club and, as Sam's piece mentioned, there's a, a high-profile European player who's now interested in Kansas City who may not have been before. But I think the the other end of that is that fan expectations have been raised, which is good, right? The club, sh- the, the fans should put pressure on the club to make big signings, but there are, om- there are very few players in the world who register on the level that Ronaldo does. And so outside of Ronaldo, Messi... Erling Haaland, Mbappe, like, you know, let's say, let's say sporting were to go out and sign Jordan Henderson, who's objectively a very good player. Although on the downside of his career, that doesn't move the needle, not in the way that Ronaldo does. So who is it that we can go get and who's worth breaking the bank for? There, it, or Charleston, it creates a lot of <laughs> questions.
2: And am I, I'm legitimately supposed to believe that this, this big name player in Europe heard this news that Sporting Kansas City went for Ronaldo and he thought, I'm going to go reach out to them. I want
4: to go play there. I imagine it was through
2: agents. I,
3: I don't know if that player reached out because of the Ronaldo thing. We have to remember here, there was like 48 hours between Ronaldo and who's going public right. and that comment. Did they reach out because of that? No. I think, I think it was used as an one maybe by the club to just say there's no name attached to it. So, OK, yeah, there's mutual interest, sure. Um, but like, I mean, Mahomes has done a significant level of raising the profile of Kansas City internationally. Yeah. And there are certain people internationally that like love the NBA, love the NFL. And like they sit there and that's like, oh, they love the idea of American culture. I mean, Antoine Griezmann is a huge Mahomes fan, for one, loves the Chiefs. Uh, Two, uh, has publicly stated he wants to come play in MLS. I'm not saying it was Antoine Griezmann that necessarily did that, but, like, you have to think, like, there's still that attraction to coming and playing in America for certain players. And if you – if Mahomes playing here can – because he's become such a superstar, not just – within the U.S., but internationally, help raise the profile of Kansas City by getting another player here like that on the soccer side can continue to raise the profile too. So,
4: so okay, great. We try to sign Ronaldo, big bucks, go out on the that. We're, we're going to do more of that. But why can't we sign a solid couple of signings to solidify the spine of our team and make us MLS Cup contenders? Why can't well, we do that?
3: Well, they signed, they signed a CDM from Europe on right. target allocation money. And they have one senior roster spot open. Right. Uh, for and three U-22 players Assum- within Right. But still. There's no, there's no more open rosters.
4: Is what spots. I'm saying. I'm just thinking we could do more as far as some of those spots go.
3: I agree. And, okay, so the other thing here, too, that this, you asked, like, what does this mean? What does this do? I think also this hopefully tells the owners that, wow, okay, if we're willing to spend here and the return that that might get maybe we could actually actually really think about going out and spending big because they've always kind of hid as this small market team over oh, Kansas City over oh, whatever and i don't know that they can do that anymore if you get to the point where you feel like you were a, you were a finalist to land ronaldo like sure ronaldo was probably never coming to mls but if you you were one of maybe the two or three two or three teams that was going to, like, sign Ronaldo, then you have to realize that, okay, maybe we don't need to use, we, we can't play the small market card anymore, and the Chiefs go out and spend a lot of money uh, on their team, they're pushing the cap in every single way, shape, or form that they can, the NFL has a much harder salary cap than MLS does, um, because MLS just stops counting how much you're playing paying a player at a certain point. so they can go out, I mean, and sign, they've done a lot more in the last couple of years too, in terms of transfer fees than they ever have before. Um, but I mean, that's, that's, that could be a thing where like, okay, got a Kindle was a $4 million transfer fee. Okay. Fi- find a, a defender that you can pay $4 million for. That's going to come here and be an absolute stud. Um, like there, there are ways that they can do that and kind of raise the profile that way. So I, I hope that, I hope that this, tells ownership that they don't have to hide behind the small market thing anymore and the little chip on the Kansas city shoulder of, well, we're not a big city. No one believes in us. Bull crap, dude. That's not the case anymore. And that hasn't been the case for a few years now. And so why don't you go out, step into your identity and say, Hey, we're going to spend some money. We're going to put a good team out there because we can, because we are an attractive destination, despite the fact that we don't have coastlines, you know, so how many seasons a, is it? we got a brown river.
4: How many seasons is it what? until we're paying 50 bucks for parking every game?
3: <laughs> I mean, I hope I'm never having to pay for parking. As oh, you I remember, agree. But. but I can see it happening. <laughs> you,
0: know, you know where parking's free? The legends. <laughs> right. let go to dinner first, right? Uh, you just walk into Chipotle, use the bathroom, and leave.
3: God.
0: You can't Stop at that, and Dutch Chipotle
3: money. And walk, walk across the street. You're good to go. Yeah.
2: Okay, so I don't know. We didn't really do the show of like, oh, how cool would it be that we would, you know, games would be so popular they'd get pushed into Arrowhead and how many goals would Shallowee and Ronaldo score together? I don't know. I just wasn't I just was like all that happy about it. I was, I was kind of grossed out. I didn't want Ronaldo on my team. So I'm sorry we didn't do that show. Would one of you like to remit wax lyrical
4: about what, what could be? Well, not at the moment, but I do have that question. I mean, do you think when they first built the stadium back in 2011, do you think now they wish they had increased the capacity more than it actually is? Because no. we're one of the smallest stadiums nah. in the league. Do you think that's
2: something nope. they're looking back on? Nah, it's, no. it's set up to add nope. on that other level yeah. if they needed
5: to. So To bring it up to like 25-ish. Yeah. The exact and, yeah. And Humanity, and which still wouldn't be enough for a World
3: Cup. They aren't going to – I mean, they were bad last year and still had right seven – between 15 and say, eight, you know, 15,000 people in a 25,000 seat stadium in years where you were bad and have down years looks awful. Yeah. 15,000 people in an 18,000 seat stadium looks pretty good. Looks like you got a close to full house. And unless they are at a point where they really know that they are going to have that demand to up that stadium like that, which I don't, I, I, don't think that they wish that they would have because they can when they're better, charge more for tickets. That's it. Price to get in the door goes up. Everybody makes more money. Tickets still in demand.
2: Yep. The larger stadium might have priced out the current being able to play there the last couple of years. Speaking of the current let's talk some of Kansas let's talk City. about let's get let's get current with the current.
5: Well, that will uh, obviously be another pod that Sperry and I will do. But well, that was a reference to keeping current. You guys yeah, can give a shout I, out to your other. I boss. appreciate that. Yeah, you do good there, Cody. Uh, recently, keeping current with the current, uh, they signed a Swedish forward f- f- from uh, FC Rosengard. I think it is. Sweet. Here, her name is uh, Mimi Larson, and good she's name. a yeah. I like a it. Strong name. She uh, can play center forward. She can play right wing. Uh, she should be able to put in quite a few goals for them if everything goes well. And I actually did an interview with a Swedish reporter, which I'll probably post in the next day or two. But uh, she was talking about how she was uh, probably going to uh, be much better as the center forward. She's, uh, she can be very direct, but she can also uh, be involved in hold-up play. Sperry. So.
2: Tell me about the current. Yeah. What so, do you think of the
3: new Swede? What What do you What do you want to know? I what do. I think of the new Swedish player. Um, I think she'll be good. I don't know. I you've got a team with a lot of attacking talent. Uh, I'm curious. You've got CC Kaiser. You've got CC and me. You know the puts. Deadly you've got duo. Lynn Williams as well. I mean, I, my question is, how do they get all these pieces on the field? And I'm very interested to see how that happens. Um what happens uh, with the rest of the roster. There's a lot. I think this week that's going to happen current. in the next couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, right. I, I'm looking forward to seeing her. I think it's a good signing props to them for looking overseas um, uh, and finding a player that, you know, I, I think at least Bennett, in my opinion is better on the wing than she is as a true striker. Uh, and I, she takes the ball and is really willing to dribble up players. And, uh, she can use her speed and physicality to get in behind folks. I don't think being a back-to-goal type of a player suits her abilities yet, and keeping her on the wing keeps allows them to have uh, players like Mimi at striker. Lynn can play either of the wing striker. Um, Kristen Hamilton's in the mix, CC as well. Uh, so I, there's a lot of talent stacking up on this team, yeah. and if you're going, if you're going to tell me that you're going to cut JC Johnson and then add Mimi Larson, um, that means you are adding a significant amount of depth uh, to your roster, um, much more so than they had maybe last year. To an and already, they still had a relatively deep team last year.
2: Yeah, to an already good roster.
4: So I believe sporting preseason starts a week from today. Do we know a starting date for the current preseason? Uh,
3: there's not publicly, there's There's a date for the league
5: to have that for when the training can start for the league, but not specifically for the current,
3: not publicly at least.
4: (laughs) Daniel's biting his tongue. One
5: week,
2: how is that possible? That's just blows my mind.
3: Uh, players, no, players report Friday, January 6th.
2: Pitchers and catchers reporting Friday. (laughs)
3: Every single time, every single time I hear. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to start this on this on January 6th. I just shudder. Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> okay. Friday it is. Bad.
3: Oh, wait. NWSL draft next week. That's the big mm, one. Yep. Because there's a lot of freaking picks. What pick do we have? Current's got to do something with them. A lot.
5: They have eight picks. They have a pick in the first round, but they do not know exactly which pick yet.
2: Can't...
3: Uh, Good old American NFL.
2: soccer leagues. Just, yeah. We can
4: never just get it normal, can we? It always has to be weird. Well, I mean, MLS Nashville was in the West for, what, one season, now they're back in the East. So, hey, you know, go figure.
5: Well, after San Diego comes in, they'll probably move St. Louis to the East. And- <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> Which Please they move. Would, they would love. Just move Minnesota to the East. I'm out of here. In
0: 2023, I want to start a rivalry. <laughs> 538.com ranks us the 289th best team in the world. We are one spot behind... Sovetov, which is a Russian team, and so for geopolitical reasons, because I know <laughs> this is so well listened to, I don't want to touch the Russians, so I'm going to skip up ahead to 283 Pisa in Serie B. Pisa, your tower's Ooh. stupid. What happened? To All Go- the buildings in Kansas City are built properly. We're coming for that ass. Have we, do we defeat Goatberg? <laughs> are we way ahead of
2: uh IFC Goatberg now? That was the old rivalry in the yeah. standings, uh, there it was 70th. Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: so last
3: we- year. Last year, there was a rumor towards the end of the summer transfer window about a defender named Federico Barba, mm-hmm. who now plays for Pisa, and has been balling out in Serie B. So, interesting. You. But and he's on loan, and, and so I don't, I don't think that's a possibility anymore.
0: Your buildings with poor foundations. We're coming.
2: We're coming. Go no smart night. has just been sent off Some part of strong and all comes off My foot buttings got me drinking
1: My foot buttings got me drinking My foot buttings got me drinking Give me a beer of whiskey, wine or gin Anything to shake, that's what I'm in My foot buttings got me drinking